Good evening. Welcome to Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> I'm Jane. I'm Shannon. And tonight our topic is: Should we look for signs? Yeah, it's an interesting concept. I like this. I, like this I, I just like the thought about just the signs in general because if we say the word signs. It brings up a lot of different images. Yes, it does. So you might have a sign that identifies something. You know, this is your your number on your mailbox or something like that, or your name. Or, yeah, you got the Sagittarian, the astrological junk. Or you might have a sign that gives you directions, tells you where to go, what to Mm do, stop signs, yield signs, one way, Mm -hmm. turn this way, park here, don't park here. There are signs that tell you to do things, signs that tell you not to do things, signs that warn you about what's coming up, like a curve or a slippery spot mm-hmm. in the road, uh, or something as simple as, you know, a sign that just tells you, you know, welcome to Dupree. Here we are. Welcome. True. You know, the sign out in front of our church saying, Dupree Baptist Church, here's our times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that everybody's welcome. All those things are different kinds of signs, but we're oh. talking about biblical signs yes, today. Yes, and, okay, so... I actually looked up the definition, even though we all know what signs okay. mean. But here's the definition. Signs are objects, quality, or events whose presence or occurrence indicates the probable presence or occurrence of something else. So the example this dictionary said was flowers are often given as a sign of affection. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. And God gives us flowers as a sign of spring. We get dandelions, yes. right? and I think front. it's a sign of his affection and his sure. love and everything. And I want to read... John 20, okay. 30 and 31. Is that all right? Yeah, go ahead. And this is, uh, this is the message, because I, I like how it says it. Jesus provided far more God-revealing signs than are written down in this book. These are written down so you will believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and in the act of believing, have real and eternal life in the way he personally revealed it. So when I see signs, I think of, you know, God, like you said, God signs. Well, the first example that I found here Mm -hmm. um, is in Genesis. Mm -hmm. Genesis 1, and God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. Mm. The stars themselves were meant to be just that. Signs. Yeah, and for our calendars and for signs of seasons and for mm-hmm. days and for years God put the stars in the sky for that purpose and mankind um, throughout history uh, as a history teacher here throughout history one of the things we see is a development of civilization and early civilizations from the Mayans to the to the Aztecs to the uh, uh, Mesopotamian River Valley to the Egyptians to the Everybody. Chinese Coming up with a calendar based upon stars. Mm-hmm. And God's signs were everywhere. And that is how uh, ships navigate, by the North right. Star. And I and think that, that that concept, though, that God said this, and this is what happened, and that everybody, everywhere, mm-hmm. followed those signs. That that's I think that's one of the things we have to look for um, when we look at God's signs, too. Like, like it says right there, the signs are for everybody to see. Mm-hmm. Oh, you that, can believe or not believe. You can believe there. in God or not believe in God. You can believe that God put the stars in the sky or not, but you can see the stars. Mm-hmm. The, the signs sign. are visible. Now, what you read out of that sign, you know, I noticed the other night when we were coming home from church uh, Wednesday night, it was late, it was dark. I'd just been to the optometrist and he asked me if I'm having problems with lights at night, and I'm not. 
But I do notice do notice that it's getting harder for me to read signs. Yeah, that means you need. But I can see the shapes. Yes. So I know a stop sign or a no passing sign. Right. So you know, there's I can still see the signs even if it's not clear. I still see that it's a sign. Well, a more personal sign. I mean, it's all mm-hmm. personal to God. It's all and to us. But Genesis nine twelve no thirteen. God gave us the rainbow. Mm-hmm. And he said, this is the rainbow is the sign of the covenant, which I'm making between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all successive generations. I set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be a sign of a covenant between me and the earth. And so, oh, and I'll keep going. And it shall come about when I bring a cloud over the earth, that the bow shall be seen in the cloud, and I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you, Every living creature of all flesh, and never again shall the water become a flood to destroy all flesh. So that was, you know, he, God is obviously for signs. There's, God isn't against signs because he puts them everywhere. But I think um, it depends. The, the, the title of this is, should we look for signs? I think we should look for them, but we aren't always to, we're not supposed to demand them. But we can ask for them. Because, oh, like, uh, Matthew twelve thirty eight, I want to read that, if you don't mind. Yes, go ahead. It's when the scribes were talking to Jesus, the Jesus, twelve thirty eight, and, and they say to him, and some of the scribes and Pharisees answered him, saying, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. They're not even asking. They're saying, Hey, give us a sign. Mm-hmm. And... Jesus answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation craves for a sign, and yet no sign shall be given to it but the sign of Jonah the prophet. So it depends, I think, our attitude. Well, you've got to prove who you are, God. And that's Well, that's part of it, yes. And, and, you know, the Bible says that Jesus' first sign was the the wedding in Cana. Oh, yeah. The first miracle he did there. Um, John 4.48. Again, this is uh, Jesus says, unless you see signs and, and wonders, you will never believe. But it's interesting because this one, he once more he visited Cana. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He went back mm-hmm. to where the wedding was, mm-hmm. and there was a royal official whose son lay sick and all this kind of stuff. And he went to Jesus, begged him to come and heal his son. And then Jesus said, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will never believe. But the official says, come, come down before my child dies. And Jesus just said, go, your son will live. And then they find out later that it was exactly the same time. Um, oh, that he that was he, healed. That he asked him, same yeah. time. So it says this was the second time Jesus performed after coming from Judea to Galilee. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there are people that put too much emphasis on signs, too much emphasis on that. I think it's the same with the people that spend massive amounts of time looking for numbers that link up and all sorts mm-hmm. of hidden messages and all that kind of stuff. And uh, if you're doing that, I think I think there's a failing in faith there. Mm-hmm. You're failing to take things as it as it is. I, there, yeah. God gives us signs all the time. I mean, he there are signs and symbols of His love and of His His joy and of His His covenant with us. Like He said, the rainbows, those kind of things. Those kind of signs are there all the time. But even Jesus said, you know. You look for those kind of things. In uh, Matthew sixteen three, it says, And in the morning it will be stormy today, for the sky is red and threatening. You know to, uh, to how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. Mm-hmm. So 
we got to be careful looking for signs because if all we're doing is looking for what we want to find, mm-hmm. we won't see what's right in front of us. Right. And so then, we have to we yeah. have to actually see what God's trying to tell us through things. Second Thessalonians two, Paul is talking about the Antichrist, and then it says uh, two eight through. A few verses, I'll just read. 8 and 9. And then that lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will slay with the breath of his mouth and bring to an end by the appearance of his coming. That is the one... Second... Phew, I had to sneeze. Usually there's a... Second one. There you go. You know why there's a second one? Because traditionally in Hispanic culture, you do once, they say salute. Yeah. Health. Health. Two, amor. Love. Third is always dinero, and you never quite get to the money part. Oh, okay. You never Thank have you. the money sneeze. That's a sign. You always, you always do health and love. Health and love. All right, that enough. is, okay, nine, let me just do that again. And then that lawless one will be revealed whom the Lord will slay with the breath of his mouth and bring to an end by the appearance of his coming. That is the one whose coming is in accord with the activity of Satan, with all power and signs and false wonders. And with all the deception of wickedness for those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth so as to be saved. So the Antichrist is going to have all these signs and wonders and deceive people. Because people, at that time, they're going to want to be deceived. They love the the uh, ritzy, whatever, uh, we glamour. Like, we like the spectacle of it. That's why yeah. we watch TV. That's why Hollywood exists all that time. We love the spectacle. Yeah. Matthew 24, 24, Jesus is talking about the end time. says, For false Christs and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders, so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. Yeah. So we have to be very careful. You know, the same thing happened when Moses was was in front of Pharaoh. And he threw his staff down and turned into a snake. Moses, uh, the Pharaoh's magi- magicians did the exact same thing. Yeah. So uh, that, yeah. that wasn't from God, obviously, that they could do that. But right. I don't know how they. Do half it. of this stuff is just trickery. Right. These signs, we have to watch for the fact that is it from God? Is it not from God? And, and any of the signs that we see, we have to use um, the selective knowledge that is the Bible and compare them to the Bible and mm-hmm. say, is this from God? Is this not from God? Yeah. Everything needs to be held up to that. And you said something about, uh, okay, sometimes when people ask for signs, it's like, God, should I do this? Give me a sign. And it's kind of like a, a lack of faith in that. You can't just trust God to work his way. You are kind of demanding, okay, on my time schedule, I need to know right now. And, and and God's not going to honor that. Well, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Well, yeah, but I think a Gideon. Attitude. I well, think a Gideon. Yeah, but yes. Okay, Gideon. That's, God told him to do something, and Gideon challenged him and said, uh, "Well, uh, give me this sign. If I put it down there, and the dew comes down, make sure it's wet I, I or it's dry." He was humble though. It's and then he flipped sticks. it over the other way and said, "Okay, well, tomorrow make it wet with everything else dry." <laughs> you God, can read that. God did it both for him. Judges so. six thirty six through forty. God did it. I, I think Gideon was scared, and I think God, I mean, right. I don't think he was, like, arrogant about it, because he was the youngest of the smallest clan or whatever, and the angel came and called a mighty warrior, and he's like, what, I'm hiding in the in the wine bag, you know, getting this grain ready so we can eat something. I'm not a warrior. I'm a coward. And so I think maybe God knew Gideon needed that. I think so too. I think, and God took pity on Gideon. He, I mean, he asked Gideon to be this person, and he yeah. wasn't saying no. He was just saying, "Well, I need help." And, and God said, "Sure. You want proof? I'll give you proof." And he did it twice because 
<laughs> it was interesting how Gideon said this too. I'm looking at uh, uh, Judges 6.36 here. It says, If you will save Israel by my hand as you have promised, look, I'll place a wool fleece on the threshing floor. And God does what he asks. And then he says, Then he said to him, All right, don't be angry with me. Let me just take make one more request. Mm-hmm. Allow me one more test, and this time do just the opposite. And God did it. So... <laughs> It was interesting, even even getting it's like, don't be mad at me, but just to make sure this wasn't an accident, can we try yeah. one more time? Well, so, then they, and then Gideon went and did what he was told. Yeah, I I think about Moses too because God said, go and say rescue my people or whatever, and Moses says, I can't speak in front of people, and God says, who are you to say I made your mouth, you can go speak, and then God relents and says, all right, your brother Aaron's coming, he can be your mouthpiece. And so I But even even in that situation with Moses, I mean it was a burning bush that started their conversation. Yeah, that was a sign. He walked up to something that was weird. Out of the ordinary. Yeah. And sometimes God speaks to us in things that are out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. And don't discount that, but of course measure it measure it up against the Bible. But you know, God can speak to us in very odd ways, very yes. different ways. And also in very ordinary ways. Your donkey like, can talk to you. Yes, I That's love a that. sign. Balaam's donkey talks. Yeah, hey, you idiot. <laughs> a donkey talks to him. The fun part about that for me is that Balaam answers him like it's no big deal at yeah, first. Yeah, it's a, wom- a, f- a woman donkey. It's a female donkey. Well, it's it's like he answers him like it's no big deal. Well, wait yeah. a minute. That donkey has never spoken before. Why, why isn't that the first thing you yeah. think of? Why, why didn't go, wow, you can talk or, or mm-hmm. something? Um you know what the greatest sign, though, is I'm going to read Hebrews 1, okay. 1 through 3, maybe. Okay. Okay? Go it ahead. says, God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers and the prophets in many portions and in many ways in these last days, has spoken to us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. And he is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature and upholds all things by the word of his power. When he had made purification of sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much better than the angels as he has inherited a more excellent name than they. I went went through four. But Jesus actually is the greatest sign ever that Mm -hmm. God loves us and wants us reconciled with him. And Jesus, of course, is much more than a sign, but... Um, I, a lot of, yeah, a lot of the prophecy that we see in the Bible could be seen as signs, mm-hmm. and the vast majority of prophecies were prophecies of Jesus' first coming. There are also prophecies of Jesus' second coming. Yeah, but you know everything from the star, um, Bethlehem. There were so many little things that were foretold, and the Bible does say, uh, Paul says that. Um, Prophecy is for the believers. Mm-hmm. So it's prophecy is so that we can know the prophecy and see the manifestation of mm-hmm. it, to see the signs. But prophecy you... is for the believers so that we should be looking for fulfillment of prophecy in our mm-hmm. signs, not in something that's contrary to it. I want to share two things, but something that comes to mind is yeah. I always. <laughs> He kind of looked at me funny. Something that comes to mind. you got to know her mind yeah, to understand well, my, I don't my trepidation. Know my mind, go ahead. But I always, there's a part of me that wishes that God would give me dreams. Like he gave Joseph, both Joseph's dreams. Joseph from Jacob's son with the weird, weird dreams, you know. Mm. And, and then um, Joseph, uh, Jesus' stepdad, he gave him dreams or adoptive father, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call him. His, um, the father, the earthly father, and he gave him dreams about 
that the baby Mary carried was from God. She, you know, mm-hmm. was no human relations. I want to read this. Uh, this is a little commentary about signs from Eugene Peterson. He says, Signs are woven throughout John's gospel to provide us with a comprehensive basis for belief that Jesus provided far more God-revealing signs than are written down in this book. These are written down so you will believe that Jesus is the Messiah. John 20, 30 and 31. I already read that. But Mm -hmm. all the same, signs aren't easy to read and they're not always compelling. Opposition was aroused more often than belief. God revealed himself in Jesus, but the revelation rarely conforms to our expectations. We have such stereotyped ideas of what God does and how he does it that we frequently misread the signposts. Mm-hmm. And we do do that. Well, yeah, because we're looking for the sign we want to see. Yes. We think God ha- should do it. We think it should come out this way, and then God doesn't do it that way, and then we think he failed us, when in fact, he didn't fail us, he just didn't do what we thought he should do, which is laughable that we think the God of the universe should ever do what we think he should do. Um, Yeah, I look at... And in this day and age... As in every every day and age, I'm firmly I firmly believe that every day and age was looking for the second coming of Christ. Yeah, and I look at the times. Uh, just being being the history teacher again. If I just look past New Testament times Even and I see the different a things, teacher, you'd still do this. Well, I look at the things throughout history. Right. Um, the Black Plague. Yeah. The Dark Ages. Yeah. I'm sure there was a lot of people who thought that was the end times. Right. I'm sure they did. Um, you could go to uh, World War, or you go to the Civil War in the United States. Oh, World War Two, World War One, yeah, was war to end all wars. Didn't happen. World War Two. Oh, that they thought that was all sorts of things going yeah. on like that. And we've gone through the same things since then. And there have been people out there who uh, portrayed portray themselves as followers of Christ and as pastors that have come up with dates and times and yeah. all these kind of things. Jesus Himself said. No one knows the day, not even me, except for the Father. No one knows that day. But he did say in Matthew 24, Mm -hmm. Then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the cloud of heaven with power and great glory. What a day that will be. When that sign comes, it's too late to look for it. It's not going to be there ahead of time. You're not going to see it ahead of time. That's the challenge with signs. Yeah. People want us want signs as predictors. Yes, that's what they want. As like some a sort of fortune teller. teller. Yep. And this sign that Jesus says is going to be the sign that there's, you're, it's over. Mm-hmm. You have no choices anymore. Yeah. You had your choice right up until that sign appears. When it appears, it's too late. Oh. So if you're waiting for that sign, it's too late. The earth will mourn because by that by then the Son of Man coming from the clouds of heaven, it's over. Yeah. Remember that one parable Jesus gives about Lazarus and the the beggar? Mm-hmm. The beggar goes to Abraham's bosom, and whatever that means, and Lazarus goes to hell. And he wants a, a, even a little touch of water from the mm-hmm. Lazarus's finger. And, or not, yeah, and, um, or the beggar's finger. Anyway, and, is his name Lazarus? Golly, you should find that. But anyway, he says, please... Send someone to my brothers so they'll believe. And he said, no, they have the law and the prophets, 
And if they won't believe with those, they're not going to believe if someone from the dead comes back. I really mutilated that psalm, or that parable, but that, yes, he's agreeing with me. Luke um, 16. Oh, you want to read it? Or is that not a good one? I don't know, it just came to mind. It's a, the rich man and Lazarus. Oh, that's right. Send the Lazarus to my Lazarus. father's house. Yes. I have five brothers. Lazarus could warn my brothers so they would not come to this place of pain. But Abraham said... They have the law of Moses and the, and the writings of the prophets. Let them learn from them. The rich man said, No, Father Abraham, if someone came to them from the dead, they would believe and change their hearts. But Abraham said to him, No, if your brother won't, brothers won't listen to Moses and the prophets, and they won't listen to someone who comes back from the dead. Yeah, which is so, amazing. Yeah, so Jesus true, is saying, Hey, quit asking for... You, it's all laid out in front of you. Why yeah. do you need extra? Yeah. Why do you want something special? You don't need anything special because you didn't believe God when God said it. Now, that's what I take away from that parable is that God said it in his word. Right. Through the prophets, through Moses, all that stuff. It's in my word. And And if you don't believe me, why is a ghost going to make it believable? And then also, like you've mentioned this before, in Romans, in Romans 1, 19... It says, because that which is known about God is evident within them. For God Mm -hmm. made it evident to them, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse. So every part of nature, every created thing is, I think, a sign from God. Like, we both love trees. I just love trees. And trees just remind me of God. Because they give us so much, and they're... they're, um, a lot of them are slow growing, but they're solid. Some are fast growing, but they have deep roots. I mean, you can see so many analogies to God and His character in trees. But I wanted to hear this is in um, Proverbs twenty four, and I think it's twenty four thirty two. I took a long look and pondered what I saw. So I walked by the field of an old lazy bones. Okay, I took a long look and pondered what I saw. The fields preached me a sermon, and I listened. So, I mean, we can look at anything. We can hear a sermon from birds. We have a bunch of bugs, other bugs, on the other side of our window while we do this. They're telling us fall is coming, I guess. Or they're saying we want to come in. Why did they come in? I don't even know where they come from. Anyway, but they're telling us this. But they're swarming all over the windows right now. Yes. And. Um, Yeah, Jane and I laugh about things all the time. God does wonderful things, and humor, I think, is one of the ways he, he speaks to us. And um, I have always, it's it's a strange thing in most people's strange. eyes, probably, but I have always seen raptors, hawks, eagles, falcons, things like that. I just see them as a sign from God. I just are. see them, I just see, when I see that bird in flight, the power and the majesty, and I see them take off and those giant wings move, and I just think, oh, God, that's so wonderful. And God shares that with me and lets me see one. And I just, I, I feel great joy in seeing one, and I feel great joy and a connection with God when I see mm-hmm. one because it's, you know, one of God's special I, creatures. I think that's but the, the way creation the funny should thing be. is. Oh, what's the funny thing? <laughs> Jane sits out here, and we put up a bird water, and oh, she's what? watching her bird water, and she gets all these little finches, and she gets so excited, and she calls me up, and she says, oh, we got finches, and all these kind of things, and she's doing research, as she does every time she sees something. Mm-hmm. She does all this research into, how can you get more finches? And, well, it's put up houses, and put up feeders, and this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, how can we get more hawks? It's the same and when thing. she did the reach, you know what it said? Mm-hmm. It said... 
put up feeders and houses for songbirds so that they're food for the hawks. That tells you the difference between the two of us. No, no, no. I love hawks too, but I I do enjoy seeing the little birds come to the... It's just interesting. I thought it was just hilarious that... And I see God in the raptors. Have them them come and... And eat the Have them come and, yes, that'll bring more birds in. Yes, it'll bring more hawks to eat the birds too. Wonderful. Um, But What what kind of sign is that? Little things like that. Big birds eat little birds. That just seems weird to me. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Mammals, big mammals eat little mammals. Oh, that's true. Fish eat fish. Do they? Yes. That's why you use minnows to catch bass. Yeah, whales eat those little... (sighs) Sharks will eat anything in the water. So, yeah, um, I don't don't read anything into that. That's not a sign. That's just the way the the world is. But I think when we look at, at this concept of signs... And, and prophecies and things, we just have to take them into consideration and look at that, look at the everything and see if it's from God, it's meant to be. If it's not from God, it's probably deception of some sort. But even then, don't spend your life looking for signs about stuff that's right in front of you. Yeah. You don't need a no-passing-zone sign when you're going up a hill. You know somebody could come around the corner yeah. and smack into you. You shouldn't need one for things like that. And um, I got a passage here from First uh, Corinthians one. I'm okay. going to start in verse twenty. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom, for since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know Him. God was pleased that through the foolishness of what was preached to those, to save those who believe. Mm. Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Mm. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human Mm. strength. I would just, you know... Everybody wants to find wisdom in their own way, but God yeah. lays it all out. And if it's... That's that's one of the great mysteries of God, I think, that people just don't get sometimes, is that um, the wisdom comes through the simplicity. Yeah. Not through the complexity, but through the simplicity. You know, instead of asking God for a sign, like if you're feeling whatever you're feeling, something negative... What you could, because there are signs all around you. What you could do and what we could do whenever, we could just say, Lord, open my eyes so I can see you in what's around me. And those are signs. And he will do that because he wants to show us himself. Because he has written, his signature is on every part of creation. You know, and he can uh, open your eyes to see him in a new way, in a flower, in a, in anything. In absolutely anything. And so if you if you feel like you need a sign, you can just say, Oh, Lord, open my eyes so I can see you right now. Just open my eyes so I can see you. Yes. How many times have you heard someone say, You know, I had this problem going on. Something was happening. I didn't know what was going on. Whatever. And I just opened my Bible up and I just happened to open to this passage. Mm-hmm. That's a sign. That... Right there is God speaking to you. And that's what a sign does. A sign is meant to speak to you in a way that you will understand. I have another sign. That's why our stop signs are octagon and they're red. Because it's a universal symbol that this is a stop sign. Mm -hmm. Signs are just meant to be interpretations 
The, the signs from God are interpretations of what he has already said. He's not saying anything new. He might mm-hmm. be saying something to you that you're hearing for the first time. Mm-hmm. But nothing, um, the danger, you, the danger yes. is that people say, well, I know, I got a special revelation from God that's different than everybody else's. Oh, really? Yeah. What God passage never, did God tell you to read out of the Bible to me? God never contradicts himself. He doesn't contradict himself. He doesn't overrule himself and he doesn't change his mind. So it's, it's not one of these things that, well, God decided that I should be in charge. Really? Yeah, no. So I think, I think we have to be um, diligent in this fact that, yes, God uses signs all the time for us because, first of all, I think because we're ignorant people and we seek them, so he'll use them. I think, secondly, because he loves us, so he can show us. He shows us his love through absolute beauty and majesty in, in his creation. Mm-hmm. He didn't need to make sunsets so awesome. Mm-mm. We wouldn't know any different. No, but they are so awesome. And again, that goes back to that that passage where no man is mm-hmm. should claim ignorance because mm-hmm. there are times when something happens that is just beyond imagination and compare. And and when things like that happen, that's God. Mm-hmm. And you you worship God for who He is and what He does and what He shares with you and what you get to see. And last night, Jane says, oh, you got to go outside and look at the moon. got to go outside and look at the moon. I said, what do you mean? It's behind the tree. <laughs> okay, so i got to go outside and see the moon behind the tree. We don't have a lot of houses or a lot of windows that face to the south and the moon's to the south. So I went out and walked around till I could see the moon beautiful. behind the tree. It was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. But you know what? And the other day, Jane... Mm-hmm. What About 5 know? o'clock in the morning, Jane comes, right, oh, you got to come see the sky. you got to come see the sky. Oh, yeah, got to come see the sky. There's a huge crack in the sky. There's a line in the sky. It did. It looked like. Yeah, it reminds me of that old movie with the Coke bottle that fell from the sky. Oh, um, God, it was crazy. Yes. <laughs> it was a contrail from a plane that because of the way the moon was and it was just coming dark. up under, just sunrise was just starting to lighten up the sky, the contrail was perfectly clear across the sky, and it split it across in a straight line. I didn't think the sky was splitting. Well, but you it said there's a great big crack in the sky. You said, I did. Yeah, you called it a crack Who, in the sky. You know? mm. The crack in the wall yeah. in the universe. It was just funny because obviously she didn't think, you know, the world's coming to an end because there's a crack in the sky. But when she called me outside for that, I looked at yeah, it's a contrail, dear. It, well, That's where a plane I went. I thought that was probably what it was, but it looks so different. It was really cool, but I have another sign. It was it was pretty cool because the light of the rising sun had caught it just enough to highlight it in the sky. Yeah, and everything and else was dark, and there going. was just one was bright amazing. light. So it was kind of fun. But I have one more sign we need to talk about. Oh, this is a sign that we're supposed to end because the cow has started. Yep, <laughs> and that's I will, our sign. And I will verify that by the fact that the clock says thirty-one minutes. Oh. Was that our time, 31? I don't know, but that's usually when we start realizing we have to stop. I don't know what that means. Whatever. And it's, anyway, it's, but this is our, it's not a cow in our, in our yard. It's our son in our living room, and he's like, okay, I'm awake. Now Now you guys stop your stuff. I'm awake. You need to pay attention to me. So. Yes, yeah, yeah. so that's our sign. That's our sign. So look for God's signs. Look for look for the things that he talks about. Look for the things that he predicts. Look and for all fulfillment of prophecy and compare them all to the word and just be grateful that God wants us to know these things. And every single one will tell you he loves you. Every single one tells you that he loves you. All righty. God bless. Bye.